You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes of Press This at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, I'm really excited about this. We're going to be covering a fresh look at digital marketing with one of the pioneers of digital marketing with WordPress, Foundation Digital's own, matter of fact, Webmaster Radio OG, Mr. Greg Bozer. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's been a long time. Yeah, and I know for those of you that have been listening to Webmaster Radio for a while, like I have, um, those of you might remember Greg from his role as one of the original SEO rock stars, a show still going today on Webmaster Radio. And Greg, I remember uh, you know kind of coming up in the digital marketing and SEO community, listening to that podcast uh, somewhat religiously. Yeah, it's weird. We still, Todd and I, we, we don't hang out in person as often as we used to, but when we're out together, we get people quite often that come up and say that. I'm not sure why, but I appreciate it, and we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, sure. it was a it was a good time. I remember you guys covered some good topics. I also listened to Danny Sullivan's podcast. I think it was a daily search cast at the time. Yeah. Um, and and I remember religiously listening to both of those. So uh, so good stuff. And and really honored to have you on the show today. I'm honored to be here. 
Awesome. So for everyone listening, what we're going to be talking about today is, you know, fundamentally digital digital marketing with WordPress and really f- focusing on what's changed, what stayed the same, what are those consistent principles, and then uh, even probably more importantly, what are the future opportunities for businesses looking to drive growth with WordPress? And so, you know, I thought that was an uh, appropriate kind of topic for you, Greg, because, you know, your history within the digital marketing community, but also your current role and, you know, how you work with brands to help them get a leg up in, in terms of digital marketing and how you're leveraging WordPress in those regards. So uh, i got a whole series of questions for you, not a lot of time, so let's uh, let's jump right in. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with my de facto starter question here, and I actually have never asked you that before, Greg, but what is your WordPress origin story? What was the first time you used WordPress and why? Ah, uh, okay, so i got to remember dates here. Um, I'm going to say it was very early 2005-ish. Um, it was coming out of the time when movable type was the king of all platforms and um, they decided to start charging people and and a lot of people jumped ship and went to WordPress so uh, my business partner uh, who's been with me all these years uh, a guy named Dax Herrera he's a programmer guy and a coder and I said you know we really need to get on top of this WordPress thing and so uh, he set up some blogs and started learning it and um, we jumped in real early into WordPress MU and started doing stuff like trying to build uh, community sites running on those systems with and custom features and we got into the plugin thing because really WordPress was just so void of any common sense features at the time that I would just sit in my room and go, why can't I do this? Make me a plugin to do this. And Dax would whip them up and and we would start building this network and we creating functionality that was pretty cool. And uh, we were running sites for a group of real estate agents and uh, I tried to hire Brian Gardner to work for us back then and he said no thanks I'm going to start this company called Studio Press and I'm glad he said no Greg I know I know I'm you are I was bummed at the time um, and yeah. he you know that's he launched that agent press site catering to um, a specific niche of people on the web so we spent a decent amount of time doing that and built a large suite of custom plugin stuff um, but we ha- had the constant battle of always being in a position where core was updating so quickly and so many of the th- tools and features that w- we thought of first ended up becoming in core and then you have to backtrack and redo things and that thing got... Well, it sounds like you have some really relevant history here and you're, you're building the sites, these experiences, these plugins, these tools through the lens of growth you know, which I think kind of orients us now to think about, um, you know, again, like what what is consistent, what is the future, how will we win with WordPress in the future? And I want to kind of dive into that. But, you know, you kind of mentioned this company you had started previously, the work you had done there with the real estate agents. Um, and now you're a partner in an agency called Foundation Digital. I was wondering if you could share a little bit with those unfamiliar. What, what does Foundation Digital do? Uh, we are... Uh, digital marketing consultancy Uh, but our primary focus really is on content strategy 
And uh, the company was born in 2013. Um, Dax Herrera, him and I were involved in a agency mashup that I'm not going to discuss in 2010. Um, and that's where I met Lauren Baker, uh, founder of Search Engine Journal, and him and I started working together in, at that other agency in 2010. And we worked a lot on this kind of content stuff for clients. And then when that thing imploded, the three of us decided to start from scratch and take the ideas and stuff we were doing in that larger agency and start over as getting back to the roots is kind of a boutique uh, consultancy that specializes in helping brands with content and how content relates to SEO. So that was 2013 uh... and that's, you know, we've been plugging along ever since then and uh, it's, it's become a nice little spot to sit in. Fun stuff, and you know, I really respect Lauren as well, and uh, glad to see you two coupled up there. And I don't think it, uh, anyone in the agency business has not gone without their share of agency drama, but it's good to see you guys phoenix from that fire and uh, and, and get together and, and service clients in that way. So that's good, and thanks for sharing um, with everyone here listening. So now to dial us back to kind of the topic at hand, digital marketing, kind of the past, the future, the present. Um, with WordPress, you know, obviously you've been around the block, um, and so there's um, this notion though of of best practices, and you know, is is there like a cabal out there that defines these things? There's so much, you know, snake oil in the SEO digital marketing space. Um, you know, people writing articles for link bait and so on and so forth, that it's it's hard to understand, like, what is actually a best practice versus what is somebody, something somebody just came up with off the cuff um, to get some attention on social. So, like, how do you think of what a best practice is? Well, I'm going to, this is going to come from a old, crusty guy in the space point of view. Uh, but it, it, early on, best practices were defined more by the community and based on testing and trial and sharing that information with people you trust. Uh, you know, Google is relatively silent on that kind of thing. And now over time, it's unfortunately, in my opinion, it's more, more to a, you know, 140 character soundbite uh, dissect what Google says in these small little chunks and those become best practices kind of thing. So really now is all about making sure that everything you do is completely in line with any little statement Google's ever said about SEO or marketing or how to structure your site and those kind of things. And a lot of times, you know, over the years, I can't tell you how many times I've seen stuff not really work the way Google said to put it and nice <laughs> so um, I, there's not as much corroboration through independent testing I don't think anymore when it comes to you know nailing down really what the best practices are for how to structure your site how to link stuff all that kind of thing so uh, the notion here is that you know what? What in SEO in particular, and, and I'm sure this also applies to social and so on and so forth, is that you get these snippets of statements from people like Google, and you then say, okay, well, I'm going to react to that, and that's going to be my kind of new norm, 
And it seems like what you're kind of implying, though, is that um, what an actual best practice is should transcend that and should be more anchored in kind of proof points or testing. You kind of alluded to that a minute ago. Yeah, I, I'm just not the kind of person that – but here's the thing is there's a big lack of context a lot of times. So sometimes, um, you know, when Matt Cutts was around, he would at least take the time to create – a long-winded explanation of stuff when he could. His videos were fairly in-depth, and and Google's just not really doing that anymore. It's really these little, they do the Hangouts, and people cut a snippet out of here and distribute it, and that's what Google said, everybody run out and change your stuff. Um, the problem is, is it doesn't always pan out in the real world, so you still should be of the mindset to be somewhat skeptical and test that out and make decisions on what your best practices are, not necessarily um, what Google said, because they're not always correct. So this notion of a 200-point SEO checklist that you never go back and revisit is is probably a bad idea. Yeah, the 200 thing is, you know, that's one of those soundbite things, and the reality is the majority of the stuff that is in that 200 list is not stuff you can really control or it's not even worth spending time on. At the end of the day, the core things that drive your organic presence are pretty constant and they really haven't changed dramatically over time. So, Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because one of the things I've read within the last couple of years that I keep seeing over and over again is that your H1 tags don't matter and it's all contextual for the whole page and the context of the visitor and so on and so forth. Yet, ironically, every time I change my H1 tags, I see significant changes in rankings based on what keywords I use in there. And so I remember reading this, but then having the experience that that wasn't really true and then thinking, okay, that's fine that people are saying that, but it still seems like it's a relevant signal. Well, that's a perfect example of how, you know, if you're just regurgitating back practices because you read it on your favorite blog from the guy that, you know, recorded the latest hang out and post it on Twitter the chunk that he thought that was the most important without any context or background then you're gonna what are you gonna do start ignoring headers and their impact and the reality is is you should take the time to try to figure it out on your own and see and you'll be surprised that uh, every space on the web is different and how those things impact your personal experience can be quite different than uh, what's told to the masses. So, yeah, I remember I alluded to earlier listening to your podcast and others and forums and so on and so forth back in the day. And I remember reading things and then going and trying them and then validating on my own and then, you know, kind of incorporating it into my best practices once I saw it work in real life. But, and I remember that, and it's, I think, to some degree, even still is today, part of the culture of learn, test, adopt. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I certainly see this notion of I read it on Twitter, therefore it must be true um, without you know validating those approaches and, and frankly, probably sacrificing a lot of value kind of blindly following these tips. Well, learn, test, and adopt is a dying idea. I mean, it's, it's a first generation thing in this space because we had no other options. So that's how you had to do it. And now we have second, third generation people who grew up reading blogs that were 
didn't do it either. You know what I mean? So and they're probably referencing some stuff from the past too that you probably even wrote, Greg. He possibly <laughs> and yeah. So that's the thing. It's SEO in general has always been and always will be, in my opinion, about collecting your own data, doing your own testing, and making decisions that are the best for your specific situation. That doesn't mean you don't take that input from those other sources. That helps steer where you go and what you look at. But um, it, once you lose that, I think things just fall apart pretty quickly. Wow, that's really interesting. I want to kind of dive a little deeper, though, into the SEO side. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Greg Bozer of Foundation Digital. And Greg, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about best practices, what defines them, this notion of kind of a learn, test, and uh, uh, integrate um, or um, accept. And wanted to shift gears, though, a little bit and talk about uh, SEO in the WordPress context. And in particular, it's this notion of schema and metadata uh, and other SEO techniques being used in a theme context versus a plugin context. When do you think that people should be kind of pumping that stuff into their themes versus leveraging plugins? That is a the great debate. Uh, so... I come from a standpoint, obviously, that especially where we started with plugins, that the plugin community that's grown in large part grown to fix either broken stuff or stuff that, in my opinion, was just 
have been poorly overlooked as far as the core. So a lot of plugins do stuff that should just be part of core. And it's just silly to me that, and then there's plugins that provide completely new functionality that makes WordPress do stuff that it originally wasn't intended to do. And, and that's a great thing. Um, from an SEO standpoint, you know, you read a lot about, there's definitely a camp that thinks that no theme, you know, WooCommerce or what, but they, they abandoned their SEO features a few years back. And so there's a hard group that feels that it should all be plugin driven. Um, my take on that is, is that basic functionality to allow me to edit and control any component of my content that has an impact on SEO and organic traffic should be, if not in the core, as close to that as possible. Like that, that should just be a built-in feature schema. You know, the idea that that's out of the scope of a framework, a theme framework, doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I think uh, as things progress and the consolidation that happens, and as this industry grows up. Um, you'll see more shift, I think, back towards that direction. And and you've done some podcasts. I've caught up on a lot of your stuff in the past about API integrations and that third-party SaaS kind of thing with plugins. And that's those kind of things is, makes a lot of sense to me. That's where a plugin community is going to thrive is integrating you know third-party stuff. But the the farther we get down this road, I think the more ownership that um, theme producers take into stuff that's not in the core to make sure their experience when you use their system works as flawlessly as possible with the lowest amount of co potential conflicts um, is a better approach. Yeah, and obviously there's there's key impacts to that too. Uh, I remember one time I was shopping for a premium theme, and I always do my little you know off the cuff SEO audit when I look at those. And I remember seeing uh, them using H7s for the primary title of the page, purely to use the H7 as kind of a styling point. That's genius. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I got the job done and kept the code looking clean, but obviously from a semantic uh, search perspective, wasn't very helpful. And so, you know, it's funny, you also touched on frameworks, you know, obviously people use frameworks. I know you have some history with Genesis, um, you know, and obviously there's, there's other frameworks in the ecosystem. Um, and part of that, of course, is actually enabling theme portability. So you, you can switch out your theme and still leverage things like, you know, your SEO data um, to, to make sure that's portable, even if you switch out that theme. But it's interesting to think about the role of themes in SEO and, and that decoupling. So to, to, to shift I guess again now now to another topic. Um, if we think of SEO, and I know there's a lot to it, but but two of the key areas is this this notion of kind of schema, markup, meta, right? My code has to be clean and organized and well tagged. But then there's other things like content creation and content analysis. Like how do you think about the WordPress tech stack in terms of both sides of that equation, kind of like the the data structure side and then the the kind of side that more is like human touching, where you're helping people understand their content right. and, well, and produce better content. And that kind of gets into that whole decoupling thing. So, you know, for core or a, a theme framework, like I don't think that should be where recommendations are made. 
that's the line, especially in SEO related products. You have one thing is proper markup, editability, being able to fix and change. You know, like when we started with WordPress, you was, you couldn't edit the HTML title. You just had the page title. I'm like, well, that makes no sense. Let's fix that. Um, so that core functionality about being able to easily access and edit your metadata, add schema to stuff to properly mark up pages, those kind of best practices, that's to me makes sense to be at the framework or the, the core kind of level. When you get into recommendations, you know, little green lights and that kind of stuff, I'm personally not a fan of that. I don't, I like tools that show me what's wrong, but I like to decide what to fix and how to fix it kind of thing. Um, but that steps into that third party stuff. So when you're talking about whether it's keyword density or, you know, natural language stuff, there's going to be third party APIs involved in that because that's just not something you can bake into your WordPress database, right? So you're going to be taking your content to get it an analyzed by somebody, sending it somewhere, getting that data back and having whoever built that give you recommendations on what that data means. That so fundamentally, if, I, if I'm hearing this correctly, is that the kind of the data structure is kind of the job of WordPress in your view, the job of things like a theme framework. But when you start doing content analysis, um, kind of offloading that outside of WordPress, of course, it's beneficial from a speed and performance perspective, resource utilization, but also um, obviously maybe more capabilities in terms of storing and processing that data. Um, and I'm a huge fan of offloading, actually. So uh, to me, that rings totally true. Um, I've got some more questions, uh, but we're going to take a, another quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Content Marketing World 2018 comes to Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. Content Marketing World 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry. Content Marketing World will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world, covering strategy, storytelling, ROI, demand generation, AI, and more. Leave Cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan that will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off of registration using promo code radio one. That's radio and the number 100. Don't miss Content Marketing World 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Register now at contentmarketingworld.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for its 7th Annual International Mobile Web Award Competition. This award program is an opportunity for mobile developers to demonstrate their expertise in this growing medium. It recognizes the individual and team achievements of web professionals all over the world who create and maintain outstanding responsive and mobile websites and mobile applications. Deadline for entry is September 28, 2018. Submit your entry today at www.mobile-webaward.org. That's mobile-webaward.org. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network through iHeartRadio. 
iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. And right before the break, I was talking to Greg Bozer of Foundation Digital about the role of data structure and content analysis in the SEO context. And Greg, you kind of shared that your notion was that the data structure should kind of live in core or things like theme frameworks but that the uh, the kind of content analysis part should be offloaded. Did you have any other thoughts there, any favorite tools or, or things you see that are really helpful for offloading in that context? Well, so that's a tricky part because a lot of plugins as they exist now, they, they don't provide a lot of depth with even what API they're using or the science behind it or um, how they're coming up with these recommendations that they spit out. And so that's the part I think, and you'll see a lot more, that'll get cleaned up as things become far more transparent about Greg, that. They're, Greg, they're based on best practices, of course. Correct. That's the thing. <laughs> so somebody on the web dug through Twitter, made, Twitter made a list and says, this is what Google says and this is what our stuff does, therefore here's what you need to do and here's how it's going to help. Um, some third-party stuff does a good job of that and others I think is suspect, right? So I see a lot of area where that's going to get cleaned up, but on a personal level for me, I think the big area that I've always been a fan of for quite a while and, and I think is going to grow dramatically is the natural language processing stuff and Google's so big on trying to understand the intent so tools and that that's something that doesn't typically get talked about as it's it is more now but as an SEO feature right but third-party tools that can analyze the contextual nature of your content and help you write better you know so we're getting less and less about keyword density and more about Here's how Google's probably going to decide what they think this content is about. Does that match and line up with what you want them to think it's about? That makes sense. I think we're kind of getting back even to that initial discussion we had around best practices because it's interesting if you think about the advice over time. The first level of advice with SEO was right for the search engine, stuff keywords, so on and so forth. Uh, Next evolution was right for the user. The user is what's important. And then now we're kind of coming full circle, presumably with smarter machines, where we're still writing for the user, but it seems like this notion of NLP and everything else is kind of pushing us back to, well, yeah, we're writing for the user, but how could we give the machines some clues about what's going on here? Well, that's the thing. It's just about understanding. uh, I mean, if you look at it from a context, let's suppose you're having a conversation with somebody whose English is second language, right? You want to you take the time to make sure that the message you're trying to convey matches how they're interpreting it, 
So you want to understand the level that they understand what you're saying and how you could possibly say what you're saying better or more simple so they understand it the way you want them to, right? So it's it's kind of that kind of thing. It is machines. Uh, a human could read it and be like, oh, I totally get it. But a lot of times you can, there might be words on that page that you didn't think of using that would help that machine understand what you're trying to convey more accurately. So that's where those tools, I think, come into play. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of like the IBM Watson stuff where you can track that stuff and and understand and see what a machine thinks of what you wrote because ultimately at the end of the day that's where we're going and that's who's going to be making the decisions i love that analogy and you know kind of get back to that kind of uh, evergreen principles of search it's about content discovery and classification and obviously that's a key part of that so greg one last question uh try and get the answer to this real quick what are you most excited about uh, with Gutenberg as it relates to digital marketing? Like half-sighted, half-terrified kind of thing? No, it's, uh, I think it's going to open up the doors for a lot of cool stuff. I really, number one, presentation-wise, being able to put things at a better location within the editor as opposed to meta boxes down below that you got to click through and drill, you know, that, that scrolling thing. I mean, I, I think there's, so many new ways to be able to present functional plugins within um, the editor and the, and the templating system, the idea, you know, I've been, we've used uh, code snippet library. One of the first custom plugins we built for our clients was a pretty extensive code snippet library. So they could basically do the same thing as what not as nice and pretty because it was a long time ago, but the idea is like, hey, I'm sitting down to craft a page and I don't want it to look, I don't have another template. You know, I want it to look like something different because it's a unique kind of page and being able to drop pre-built coded blocks into the page to create how they want and provide that. Right, it helps you go faster. It helps you have consistency to make sure you're doing things right. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually super excited about it, even from an SEO and digital marketing context, because I feel like we're going to see a lot less of those H7s used as the primary title because the editor is kind of forcing you into the structured way of creating things. Um, and then as developers, of course, you can then create those custom blocks as well in alignment with that. Uh, I want to do another show just on that with digital marketing. Greg, maybe we'll have you back for that. Uh, but we're out of time today, unfortunately. I'd love to keep going. But thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Not a problem. Anytime. Awesome. If you'd like to learn more about what Greg is up to, you can check it out at foundationdigital.com. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors.
any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.